Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And I know what my project is for Saturday night. I know what my project is for Saturday night. I'm going to have to remake my Cubs 40-man roster sheet. I'm going to have to make my Cubs remake my Cubs 40-man roster sheet because the Cubs have made some roster moves that start to give a little bit of clarity to everything, a little tiny bit of clarity to everything. And, um, yeah, definitely some clarity. The last couple days, weeks, when I've gotten to the point where I'm talking about which players the Cubs might designate for assignment, which players the Cubs might designate for assignment, I have my players in the left column. I have my players in the right column. A bunch of the players in the right column are injured. Some of the players in the right column are not getting released for reasons other than being in the right-hand column. Most of the decisions were going to come from players in the center column. And as I look down the list, as I look down the list, as I look down the list, which players make the most sense long-term for retention. Two names kept jumping out at me, and I don't like to, I don't even celebrate in players getting designated for assignment. That's bad form. It's bad form, wanting bad things to happen to people. Designated for assignment, not really a good thing. Um, not a career killer necessarily, but it's basically the team saying, we've looked, we've checked you out for long enough. We've decided we, no, we, no, no. And the Cubs have decided Jake Jewell and Ryan Meisinger, the two names that completely jumped off the sheet at me numerous times the last couple of weeks. Um, they've been designated. They've been des Jake Jewell and Ryan Meisinger have been designated for assignment. David Bodie has been placed on the 10 day injured list. Alfonso Rivas has been called up to replace David Bodie and Scott Efros has replaced the other spot. I guess that would technically be Ryan Meisinger. So it is now Alfonso Rivas time. Alfonso Rivas, I'm probably going to debut him in the left column. I'm probably going to debut him in the left column. Um, as the game goes along tonight, I'll start uh, writing names down, putting people where I think they belong. But uh, Scott Efros probably will be center column. He will probably be center column because if he completely lays an egg, there's a possibility he might get non-tendered. Um, he might not be a part of the 40-man roster this offseason. But Efros and Rivas are players who definitely deserve a look. And Rivas deserves a lengthier look. Rivas is a first baseman. You can put him in left. He'll play left. Um, but realistically, he's a first baseman. He's a very good first baseman. I won't say he is Anthony Rizzo good. That would be absurd. He is very good, though. He's very good defensively at first base. Um, nice range. 
good enough arm. He's actually reasonably quick. Um, can be placed in left field, but he's realistically a first baseman. His gig is he hits. He's a hitter. He absolutely mashes the ball. A season with Alfonso Rivas at first base, Frank Schwindel at DH, and Patrick Wisdom at third base would not likely contend in the National League Central because other teams will have better players. But for having those three players under consideration on the roster um, for long term with cost control, that's not bad. That's really not bad. So much of the discussion of players being traded in July. I don't mind when people logically assess with um, realistic positives and negatives incorporated in. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. But when people um, are deliberately deceptive, I saw somebody, oh, I'm, not, I, I'm surprised that the Cubs didn't trade wisdom. Well, let's see. Players that the Cubs traded were all pending free agents. Patrick Wisdom, Cubs have him until he's like 35. And he's 30 now. There, there, there was no reason to trade him. Now you're going to get to have Frank Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom, and I'm going to consider Alfonso Rivas up in their range. Um, will he produce at the same levels that they do? That's why we play the games. But Alfonso Rivas at the AAA level, Dude flat out hit. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the podcast being over so I can get to Alex Cohen's comments on Alfonso Rivas getting called up. He is an absolute pro. Um, there's one game recently. Rivas had a seven-game hitting streak. Now, for, for you, for me, you know, seven-game hitting streak, but... Uh, yeah, you want him to extend, but, you know, it wasn't like it was a 25-game hitting streak or anything. Second game of a doubleheader. I-Cubs were getting waxed. And Marty Peavy started sending up a string of pinch hitters, and one of the pinch hitters he sent up was Alfonso Rivas with a seven-game hitting streak going. Now, if, Patrick, uh, if uh, Alfonso Rivas with a seven-game hitting streak going, would draw a walk, hit a line drive to the right fielder, hit a sacrifice fly, do pretty much anything under the universe, his seven-game hitting streak ends. Line drive, single, base hit. Hit streak continues. Alfonso Rivas can hit. One of the things that I had been critical of the Cubs regarding their draft from the 2012 to, um, I'll draw a line at 2017. I'll draw a line at 2017. Um, maybe that's not the only place I should put it. Maybe that's not the best place I should put it. But I'll put, draw the line at 2017. The Cubs did not draft enough hitters. They did not draft enough hitters 
If you draft hitters, then you develop hitters. You develop hitters to the point where you get players like Patrick Wisdom or Alfonso Rivas or Frank Schwindel up to the upper levels of the minor leagues. The Cubs weren't doing that. The Cubs were not doing that. Much of their um, player development on the hitting side was either international talent, which is all fine, well, and good, but if you're banking your entire um, offensive pipeline on kids who are 15 and 16 in the Dominican League, you know, in the Dominican or in Panama or wherever, it's not necessarily the most optimal way to have decent outfielders up to the major league level. Um, or else first-rounders. They did fairly well with the first-rounders. Schwarber, Bryant, Baez. Contreras did well, but again, international. One of the things I wanted the Cubs to start to do was draft guys out of college who can flip and hit the ball. Draft guys out of college who can flip and hit the ball. This year, they drafted Christian Hernand, or they, they drafted Christian Franklin out of Arkansas in the fourth round. He can flip and hit the ball. He can flip and hit the ball. Then they drafted um, Liam Spence, infielder, out of Tennessee. He can flip and hit the ball. Uh, Casey Opitz, catcher, can flip and hit the ball. That doesn't mean they're all going to sprint to the major leagues, but at least you can have, when you do that sort of a mindset, you can have guys in the upper minor leagues with long-term team control who can flip and hit the ball. And with Alfonso Rivas, who came over in a trade, Cubs acquired a guy who can flip and hit the ball. He can flip and hit the ball. It, does that necessarily mean he's going to have an 850 OPS in the major league? No, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. One of the players who the Cubs did draft uh, early second day was Mark Zagunas. Mark Zagunas made to the major, the, the upper upper minors just fine, produced at the upper minor league level just fine, played at the major league level, didn't really get a whole lot of opportunity. Actually, Mark Zagunas would be a really interesting name to have on the roster right now because he'd fit in really well with these guys and he'd finally get to play. But the Cubs far too often did not have players that they drafted out of college who flip and hit the ball. Now, from whatever angles, Patrick Wisdom was, an, was a minor league signing. Frank Schwindel was a DFA wire claim. Alfonso Rivas was a trade piece. But now, all of a sudden, the Cubs have a whole bunch of guys at the major league level who can flip and hit the ball. And if it boils right down to it, you start him back down to the minor leagues. Because you can. They have a whole bunch of guys who can flip and hit the ball. Guys that can flip and hit the ball helps your team get better. Will Alfonso Rivas be that guy that in four or five weeks everybody's going to want to go out and buy his jersey? That's not necessarily the case. But Alfonso Rivas is going to be worthy of a major league roster spot. Will he be worth anything more than that? It's going to depend upon if he can hit major league pitching as well as he hit triple A pitching. Just because you can hit, just because you can flip, flip and hit, doesn't mean you can hit major league pitching. That's what's going to boil to. I can't tell you off of triple A numbers whether a player is going to flip and hit the ball. Ooh, excuse me. 
lunchtime. Excuse me. Uh, I can't tell you off of how a player does in AAA if he's going to be able to hit the major league level. I can't tell you off of AAA if he deserves a look. If he deserves a look, give him a look. Scott Efros was not that guy two months ago. Scott Efros was not that guy two months ago. Then he got promoted to AAA. He started pitching very well in AAA. And Alex Cohen, who watches all the iCubs games and is very smart on these things, said, hmm, guess what? Scott Efros, he's kind of good. He probably deserves to be at the major league level. About two weeks later, Scott Efros at the major league level. If only the Kansas City Royals would listen to Alex Cohen. Uh, then, um, yeah, uh, Bobby Witt Jr. would be in Kansas City, but they're not listening to him. Alfonso Rivas and Scott Efros deserve a look. Honestly, Jake Jewell and Ryan Meisinger deserved a look. Getting a look doesn't guarantee it will be successful. It not being successful does not guarantee it can never work for the player. Perhaps Jewel and or Meisinger can be successful elsewhere or possibly next year in the Cubs pipeline. But it gets to a certain point, even in a year where you are assessing talent more on their 40-man roster worthiness than whether they're going to help you win that week's games that you pass on a player. And Jewel and Meisinger looked on the list like the two guys that were most likely to get sent away. Today they have been sent away. David Bodie stepped on a baseball. That's why he's on the 10-day injured list. For an infielder, Rivas is not the most ideal ad because, as I mentioned, he's an, a first baseman left fielder. Probably means there will be a bit more flexibility going on with uh, maybe Duffy getting more games in, maybe Romine getting more games in, and possibly soon, um, possibly soon. I don't know how soon it'll be that Nico Horner's back, though. But yeah, it, uh, Sergio Alcantara will probably get more chances. But no, uh, Alfonso Rivas belongs. Alfonso Rivas belongs. I had thought they might not call him up and add him at the end of the season. With the injury to Bodie, it made sense to call him up now. Cool. I'm good with it. Um, Alfonso Rivas at bats will interest me quite often, quite often when Alfonso Rivas comes to the plate hitting for the Chicago Cubs, I will be tracking a minor league game at the time. So even though it seems um, patently obvious to you that everyone will be watching the Chicago Cubs game, if you have takes on Alfonso Rivas, on Scott Efros, on any of the other question mark players, Toss him on Twitter. Hey, this Efros guy, I kind of like him. I like his deception. I like, you know, whatever it is. I like his light movement. Also, feel free to assess the other players who are question marks. With the bullpen 
getting savaged yesterday. And with Scott Efros not pitching last night for Des Moines, I'm guessing there is a realistic chance, realistic chance, that Efros will pitch today, for better or for worse. And as you're assessing a player early, 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 early in their career, do not expect a finished product. Scott Efros is not a finished product, even though he is at the major league level. Cut him a little bit of slack. This is not the best he will ever be, or it is not necessarily the best he will ever be. There is the possibility for players to get better at the, minor, at the major league level, particularly if they are recent call-ups. I'm glad to see these two moves made. I'm not glad to see uh, Jake Jewell and Rice, Ryan Meisinger go away, but I am happy to see Rivas and Efros get a shot. They both earned it. They both deserved it. And I hope it works for both of them. Enjoy the game today. And with Efros and Rivas both looming, there's a better reason to enjoy the game. Be safe, be nice to others, and have a nice day.